0: One can never really totally deny, you know, any shape that may occur, because I see that uh, the consciousness goes into shape. The consciousness that I am goes into shape, you know, and uh, a shape that it likes for a while, but no shape satisfies it ultimately, you know. Mm. This much I've come to see, you know, the shapes once somehow. The consciousness is in this life form, and whatever goes with this life form and whatever, whatever propels or creates the history and the behavior and the, the identity and all of that, um, it just transfers from shape to shape. I've been shape-shifting for all my life, all the life which you may call a life, of the duration of this body. And no shape has lasted, but still shape keeps happening, like Sri says, you know, shape happens. You <laughs> know, and um, so no shape lasts, but shape keeps happening. So how to cut the momentum of? The shape making of getting into shape. How to cut that? Well, first of all, to understand that none of it is real. Real in the sense that it it, it, it is not reliable. It keeps changing, and whatever keeps changing cannot be ultimate. And there is a knowing of this in the consciousness. There is a knowing of that. But at the same time, there is a knowing, and at the same time, there is a um an approval in some way, you know, with the game of shaping, you know, and now there are not many shapes, but there's still a shape happening like that. you understand yeah. and uh, you really does it, can you relate what I'm yes, saying? Definitely. Because it has to be universal. what I'm speaking has to be universal. It cannot be about a person. The person is a shape. So if the shape of the person is not entered, then what I remain? I just remain shapeless in in my shapelessness. Can shapelessness become shape? Well, it feels like no. But somehow shapes happen in shapelessness. And identity is also a movement, and a kind of shape-making happens in shapelessness. But what is life and on what can life be read? Because it seems that like there's actions, reactions, and interactions that have outcome and consequences, you know, in the play. And uh, is it important I talk to you like this? Uh, and um, is it possible to to, to to be with the body and to be always shapeless? Even that being shapeless is not a non-action taken. Is not a. Is it? Is it a? Is it a, a non-action posture because that's also an action for me, and it would mean that there's an identity playing non-identity, which of course is also Maya for me. And we have to be careful that we don't convince ourselves that our intellectual understanding or even clear understanding of something is enough by itself because in the end however beautiful your menu is you've got to cook that food and the food would be that experientially your dynamic experience tallies up with your understanding and because uh it's easy to say you know yeah but it's just life has to take a shape and play but I'm the shapeless one. And up to a point, that's true. But when it becomes sagefully true, is when, somehow, you don't need to say that. So can you speak a little, tiny bit, about what that means for you, what you've understood in your own way?
1: Sometimes it feels like um, to take a shape. Mm. It, it um or if I if if I see it more more so in you, like if if a shape was to be taken, it's like a a cloud forming in the the sky. Like really, it's it's a cloud. Ah. It's not. And then maybe it that like maybe rain comes, whatever. Ah. But then the next like it, in the next moment, it's no longer there. Yeah. You know, so in that way, is that how shape happens for you? Like, yeah. Like it just comes in, and then, whereas maybe for for us, it can it, it happens in the same way, but sometimes maybe if a more solidified state uh, shape takes place, uh. then maybe is like I, I start to believe, or 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 we go and live as that for a little mm. while, and then mm. that creates a sense of continuity. Continuity.
0: I'd have to say that there's some. A shape cannot be significant if there's no belief in it. Yeah. You know.
1: But if there's belief then
0: it kind of perpetuates its life. If it is belief, it perpetuates the impact it has in the life. Mm. Because it didn't have life to start with. So it's not that it gains life within itself. It's an illusion anyway. But what happened is that um uh the belief in it you see it's as though it um the belief in it means that it has some kind of um uh, there's still some radiation in it. You know, it creates a feeling of like there is some there's some charge, there's still some toxic radiation coming out of that, which means that there's been sufficiently created an identity that has a certain amount of inbelief in itself and that then suffers the consequence of its own action. All of that is inside theatre, by the way. But the consciousness is not dwelling in its purity. It's as though it takes a concept or an idea or uh, a shape that it enjoys for a bit, but that shape always comes at a price to it experientially. It means that it creates some distortion inside the purity. And so you cannot say that it's it's you know, it depends on to what extent. Now what you say is that you see that a shape like happens, your perception of what happens with me, they say like a shape happens, like a movement, and a cloud seems to, to happen, it may rain, but the next minute it twists and just disappears into, into something. Whereas sometimes you're saying that in some cases in in, in others or yourself or so, the shape seem to take place but it appears to solidify a bit more. And so there's more charge in it, meaning that there's more, you know, um, there's more pulsation in it that comes from personhood. And there's that much of it's kind of toxic, mm-hmm. um, and then what happens is that your 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 self-knowing in your totality gets a little bit distorted because it's being pulled by a shape, and the shape is compelling it to. It comes with a belief, and the belief starts to have a kind of weight, and the attention goes there. When well, I used to say that like the is it the white blood corpuscles they go to the yeah. to the the, really, the injury yeah. the, to the crime scene. Mm. And it feels like then the energy if you say the spiritual white blood corpuscles um, that flow from pure spirit flows now into shape towards shape and then it sort of creates the illusion of of you know that's something that something is really happening, you know? in the experience that seems to be what what can happen when the the understanding is very profound and sits inside itself it's not even remembering itself it just is itself you understand it's like wholeness is not thinking i'm wholeness it's like that's what it is it, it it is just an unquestioned fact it is it, not even called a fact because there is no fiction to then call it that it is a fact you know it's just a natural state that's what i, I would call the natural state if shape comes up the, the pure consciousness doesn't regard that as an enemy because it never questions or doubts itself. A shape is only the functioning of the senses inside a body doesn't create a new entity. They're just movements of sensations and thoughts, no? So shape is not a, a conflict situation for consciousness because it doesn't perceive anything as other just like there are various activities and functions happening in the one body. But when you when you say I, it is it it, it 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 somehow it includes everything. It's not, you know, I the heart and I the kidney and you know I the limbs or something. The I is a kind of a totality. No. No, when the I holds as totality, um, phenomenality, then we have trouble, and we have identity, and we have crisis, because identity is not stable. When the I somehow encapsulates total emptiness, then there is no reference, there is no way for it to lose itself, and become confused, or something like that. So what's happening is inside the body, or inside It's not inside, actually inside the body inside the, the, the body of identity or something, inside this, this, this form of consciousness. If there is inside it now the purity of There is no duality of fear about this. And then the life There is not even the desire for enlightenment. It is just pure. It is just like space. Does not want more space it is all of space and uh, but the shape of a room, if you're going to give this kind of analogy, is a limitation and says suppose the room says no I don't want to be a, I'm tired of being a room. My nature is just space. I'm not a room, okay so therefore, if you please remove the walls, then I can be myself again. but the fact is it's always everything. It's a little bit. I don't know if that's a clumsy sort of statement, but it is like that. The belief becomes the walls that I am this kind of person and not that kind of person, and I have a mind and all of this. But actually, you're like the space of a room, but the space of the room is not a room. The walls create the idea that there is a room, but what is a room? What do you enjoy about a room? Actually, is the space also? But then we also enjoy the forms that we, that we create inside. So both, the the love for forms, you see, hides the space. That means that you're not self-aware of your self-space. You've created a space, but it's a space with forms, and your eyes go to forms. The senses go to form. You know this. Can you find meaning in that? What I'm saying.
1: You spoke um, uh, once about um, like this this perception that goes for f- to forms, like the quality of perception, is that it 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 looks for objects, ah. and um, there's a quality of perception that is more attracted to the subject. Mm. That they, do, you, mm. do you remember?
0: Yes, I don't remember the particular occasion, but yeah, th- that point when. Um, there is uh, formed early the impression or the belief that one self, the natural sense of self, which is consciousness, is the body, and is the conditioning. You know, like this. And then all the senses that work in the body are aimed outwards towards sense objects, and so the consciousness lives as the as the driver in that vehicle. And the driver has an intention where it is going. The vehicle is moving and it is going somewhere. If the driver uh, then feels a, a, a an urge to go back home, he doesn't need a GPS. You know? He knows where it is coming from. No? When the attention is turned inwardly, to, to what we call a heart vibration, then it, it is not holding any shape, actually. Or if it is holding anything, it is the urge for shapelessness. And usually, sometimes we have to suffer a little bit of shape to have the urge to, to be shapeless. It feels like that is one of the high purpose for the manifestation, that the consciousness is compelled to take up shape, and identity, and concepts, and suffers them. And in time, develop sufficient wisdom to say, you know, no. Rather than try to solve this, this world of shapes has just come to, to somehow stick onto the shape I have taken as I am. I am this person is like Velcro for so many concepts. Because of this, then you know, we don't even rationalize like that. You just feel like you're you're drowning, and you hold on to the thing that keeps you afloat. And if that thing that you hold on to is emptiness, Mm. you understand? How can how can you hold on to emptiness? You can only well. It's like you cannot believe in emptiness. You just have to be empty. When you're empty, you see that the quicksand doesn't exist. When you are full, the quicksand exists, but you cannot hold to emptiness because the quicksand exists in your mind, so that what you're gonna hold on to is a rope or a piece of tree, which is like, you know, the form is rescued by form. When you come later to see that you are formless, you see that all this was a dream of forms in formlessness. I, I just have to keep checking in to see if you you're with me for this you know I don't have a path drawn out I don't have a GPS to go anywhere it's like it's a kind of awareness it does not need a GPS to get to a part of itself in a sense it, it it's like it can just speak from its awareness about a particular point in awareness if I can speak like that. Now, what I'm sharing, I am sharing, it is not a collection of knowledge. It is just like, my eyes don't need memory. My eyes don't need a memory card. They just see. If they have a memory card, then they don't just see. They interpret, and they, they locate, and they create, and so on. But when, they are, when the eyes are not working for the memory, they can just see, I mean they're the, they're the eyes of consciousness. The eyes of consciousness, the consciousness can use the physical biological sight, but it also sees without eyes, without biological eyes. It sees through perception, it sees through the very vehicle or instrument of consciousness in its phenomenal presentation. It's the vehicle. It can perceive through them, but it can perceive, things that are formulated out of the same elemental uh, you know, foundation as the vehicle. So if it is seeing with the body, and it is identified with the body, then it is going to be attracted to other bodies, not necessarily biological, just phenomenal, You see, until it comes a time for it to awaken to its non-phenomenal reality because it is already accepted that consciousness in its various expressions pick up the layers of conceptual identity and to that extent becomes uh, more attracted to its source or attracted to uh, its sensual projections who is to be responsible for that i don't know Because I am existing in this form by, I can call it the grace of God, it attracts other forms that are deemed to be compatible in some, in some way, that can begin to relate through my language, and so we can correspond at soul levels, so that somehow something inside is uh, deeply in mm, joy. Uh, and enjoy.
1: You know this this example of the 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 room. Mm. It's it's very a very powerful example that because um, I can see that exactly it's precisely exactly that that a shape happens and then it feels like you're living inside that room for a bit, mm. but it's, it is just the walls of the belief of that that concept, shape concept is
0: is that and, room.
1: Yeah. But looking at it now, I can see how that happens. Mm. And of course, the the space never changed. Mm. Like the broadness of the, the vastness of the space hasn't yeah. changed. And yet, the experience is that of living inside this room.
0: The space cannot be separated. No. Of all, uh, what is addressed as phenomenality or, or phenomenon. It says space is the most subtle. Mm. So space is regardless as a phenomenon, okay? Because it is perceivable. Um, it is not measurable until other elements come into it, like shapes and so on, to then create what you may call a room. Now a room in space looks like space has taken on the shape of a room. But even if all the windows and doors are closed, you can't separate that space from the totality. The space does not know itself as a room. What knows? What calls it a room? Is, is the mind and the, the, the conceiving mind? But if you know yourself that the most fundamental thing about any room, why does people create a room? Actually, to create space and to appreciate space because space in its infiniteness cannot be owned by anyone. So it's like on a sheet of plain paper, you draw four shapes, and then you say, OK, you're living in that thing. But the paper hasn't done anything. It hasn't become confined. But the lines drawn on it, and the mind reading it, say, okay, then that's you know, there's only ninety-five percent of the paper space left. But to the space itself, it doesn't know that reading. So that space itself I'm gonna to refer to as the Nirguna Brahman. And the Saguna Brahman is the creating of space, in space, of shapes, that we can then say, okay, you know, to buy you know, <clears throat> 500 square metres of space is going to cost you that. But no one can ever own that space. Even if a building is 5,000 years old, the space in it is ageless. But we don't see the space. What we see is the decorated space. We see the objects of decoration. We don't see the space. This is why the example that a goldsmith is not so much interested in the ornament and the shape of the ornament, whether it's an earring or it's a bracelet or it's a ring or a pendant, he's only concerned about the quality of the gold. If it's you know eighteen carat gold, nine carat gold, twenty-two carat gold, that's the value of it. So the shapes become irrelevant because he knows that the gold is not that shape. You see, the gold is uh, beyond. Uh, is it? We give the the shape a value, so we can say if you use, you know, <coughs> an ounce of gold to make something, and another ounce of gold to make another shape, a uh, same amount of gold, but the appreciation may go for 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 the for the for the for for what the. What what shape you've given to it becomes a beauty, and so you're buying not just the gold, but what 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 uh, what whether it's an earring or whether it's a ring. You may say, "Oh, I don't want rings; I want an earring." You don't say it doesn't matter; it's all gold. So, who is the goldsmith? It must be somebody who understands the nature of gold. Huh? say it doesn't matter what shape it takes; it's still consciousness. And that is the, the level of understanding I want us to reach in Montessarja here, which is another shape. But it is a meaningful shape for now, because it is helpful to bring focus not about Montessarja, but as a reference point that somehow, uh, through the work and through the, the introspections here, that Truth will be made clear. Again, inside the consciousness, so the consciousness it freed from the delusion of taking a shape and believing it is that shape. Now, the consciousness here might have the shape. I'm a woman, you know. <coughs> don't talk to me like that, you know. You men are so disrespectful or whatever. And this one may think, listen, you know, like you know, you guys are prejudiced against me because I'm black or whatever it is or whatever it may say. But none of these references are for consciousness. The one who knows only the consciousness and sees that the shapes are irrelevant, the concepts based upon shapes are irrelevant to it, this is the highest one. It's like, you don't want to go out with a goldsmith, you just want to wear his products. But all his products, he can make innumerable products, innumerable jewelry. But you don't value him. But everything comes out of him. It's like you love the book, but you hate the author. But the book is the author, you know, an aspect, a little glimpse into the author who can write thousands of books. Who is the author here? So these reflections, they they must um, untangle the deceiving knots that consciousness creates through its powers to create and to imagine, and it can keep on creating and imagining, and even forgets that it started out as fun and playfulness. And became very, very entangled into it, and it became serious. That's one way of saying. I mean, this won't be agreeable universally, but it's one way of looking at it. You know? all talks are limited. They only take a shape in consciousness that is more easy to to go to space. There are some shapes that very easily will collapse into like like the, like the mirage in the desert is made from sand. What's the shape of sand? You see? Things that quickly or water can be formed into ice and sculpted into a person. But it is not its constitutional form. So this understanding is going to go through, permeate every, everything like some kind of yeast. And uh, you need not feel that you are going through some task. It just becomes a joy every time you close your eyes. The attention just wants to drop inside, Introspecting and and just self watching. Now, if I say self watching, what could that mean to you? It's got an immediate impact, but now you have to break it down. What does it mean? You see, what's watching what? It's
1: almost like a just a, a sitting back in. Oh. And being aware of of the subjective experience. Mm.
0: First, you have to be aware of pure consciousness, and that the only thing that can be aware of pure consciousness is pure consciousness.
1: I got that in a thought of the day just the other day. (laughs) Exactly that. Anything I can
0: recognize is-ness, is
1: business.
0: is yeah. mm. If that is known, everything else falls into the correct place without you having to file anything. And thereafter, in fact, by knowing that, there is no need to file something. It is just like joy. The work was done before it was started. idea of trying to resolve something that was already solved. Even cannot even be solved because it was never not solved. So solved and you know and not solved mean nothing for that. You see? But in order to for that for that, if you want to call it state, I would say that more stateless tale, to confirm itself, which is what it has to do. Because if it's not confirmed in itself, it'll keep on going to shape to keep playing with shape, and to keep pushing. And the shapes are changing also, keep finding other shapes, and so on. But if you understand that fundamental uh, principle, that truth, then it doesn't matter what shapes happen, actually. You know the root of them, and you know the scope of them, and you know the the, the possible outcome of pursuing shapes. It can just get you fixated on shapes, and. Uh, also believing that there is an ultimate shape to be, rather than shapelessness. So, this is the kind of foolishness I am talking from and of and as, in a way. Now, it has to be that that understanding is so established in you, that you don't have to say it. Your presence will alter Whatever is not in harmony. If you have to go somewhere, and everybody's stuck in Chafri Cham, but you are the Prime Minister of the country, you can call a helicopter, or you can get whatever it is, and uh, you just sail above everything, Should be the same for us. <clears throat> Not that wanting to do some spectacular thing is uh, is any kind of arrogance, apart from you know a divine pastime you know, somehow. Because wherever you go in the infinite, looks infinite, basically. I don't even really want to say it looks infinite. I mean, mm. Wherever you go in the ocean, whatever you scuba dive to, you are always going to be wet, wherever you are, if you are inside it. You being inside, that language I think we have exhausted now, that you are not something inside the vastness. That will only be an insistence being made by the habit of personal identity, holding shape inside the infinite ocean of formlessness for how long? So either it's quirted back into shape, for which it has a yearning to be, and so it will continue in 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 space and time until the allotted time when it is has to be exhausted and go back to emptiness. Or um, one rejects rejects from the outright and say, I don't want to pick it up I reject it later, I reject it now. With full trust, and whatever the outcome of that, it will be just fine.
1: So anything in life that, that, that arises can be perceived in this way?
0: Mm-hmm. tell me.
1: So, so I don't need to go into the details of anything? Mm. It's more to bring the just this 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 recognition of that a shape has taken place.
0: You may want to go into details to to in in the your phenomenal
1: expression, uh, expression. But The, the, the deeper yeah. awareness is that I'm in a shape, mm. but not necessarily that I don't have to express as that shape. Mm. But maybe life has taken a shape yeah. through me. Yeah, in this moment. But this tendency to then take on the shapes, kind of concepts, and like certain ways of thinking and <coughs> expressing. <coughs> to that. do
0: with the earliest shape, which is the concept and the belief that I am the body. Yes. I am the first shape.
1: So that's. Yes. So, okay. Mm. I've been catching the second shape. Mm. Which is? So. <coughs> Um I am very I'm, I'm aware when like throughout the day if if I'm in a room inside myself, because I know the difference. one is fast and open, and one is like I'm experiencing as something. yeah, and it does change some, yeah. and it does really change like with different yeah. people. Yeah. But now you say, it's um, secondary to the it, the first shape, which is I am the body uh. shape. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, yeah, that's the first shape. I'm, yes. I, I, so I'm aware of the second. I'm I'm, I'm paying very close attention to.
0: Mm. Would the first shape not be I am? And the second shape, I am the body. Mm. Because I am is the the seed through which the world comes. It was saying that. Uh, um in a part of the Bible, in the beginning of the book of John, I think it starts you know, in the beginning with the word, it's not from Genesis, that is from John, the most probably spiritually oriented of the four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. It's very unlike the other three because they're, they relate and refer to each other. The other three, Matthew, Mark and Luke, but John, is a bit more spiritual, a bit more um, poetic. Um, I don't know, but anyway, it starts in the in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, it was through the word all things were made, and uh, the word became flesh, and uh, uh, the word entered the world, so to speak, but the world did not recognize Him, the the Spirit, you know. This is the feeling of I am. The I am in you um, is the is the instrument through which the world could be seen, and for whom the world was made. Meaning that it's for the I am, who is the witness of the world and the experiencer, that the world appeared. Now must navigate with his inherent powers to really overcome the sleep of Maya, because Maya wants him to sleep so that he can keep on creating more delusions. And he has to stay awake, when he remembers that I am as not the form of the person, but as the witness to the person. That is the first clue. You see? Would you say that any of what I'm speaking of is practical?
1: Very practical.
0: Just as you go to school, and everybody has a capacity to learn, but not everybody can go to to any class. You have to go to a class which you're which you're compatible with, um, that your capacity at the moment is showing, and then as you do well in that class, you can advance. Not necessarily only on the base of age, but on ability. Uh, and it seems that the consciousness goes through various stages, like classes, where it is experiencing in more refined, more purified ways. The more information he picks up, gives the appearance of advancement, but this not necessarily advance. Conceptual knowledge by itself will not free you. You may even be arrogant enough to believe that you're already free, at a conceptual level. But then, this is exposed by the fact that certain things you cannot go beyond. You know, and your vibration is not strong enough to command the the, the, the respect of the of the of the creation. But so the creation is built to to respond to and respect the one who is free. It protects the one who is free, even though they may appear in different garb and whatever like this. It protects the one who is free because it shines with a pure knowledge.